Good morning. All right, let's go. Good morning, Dr. West. Okay. Right. Um, so, we learned so far is that this pasuk the mimer is based on, "I will walk in your midst." Um, that pasuk um, has a double expression of walking, because the Torah, just in the grammar, the way the Torah writes it, uh, sounds like there's two movements happening. So we explained that this is referring to a movement from above to below and a movement from below to above, which are happening simultaneously. And that this promise that Hashem is giving us in this Pasuk is something which is reserved only for the coming of Mashiach. So to explain the first half, what does it mean to move from below to above? We learned about the analogy of climbing a mountain. And we said in climbing a mountain, there are many conditions. Condition number one is to know where you're going. Condition number two is to be strong enough to climb. And condition number three is to wear the appropriate garments. And so far, what we know about the condition number one, know where you're going, we learned that there is a need to serve Hashem without any selfish motives. And as the Gemara says that if a person studies Torah, he doesn't have fear of Hashem, so he doesn't merit that his Torah study actually uh, goes in the right place. Instead, the Torah study itself adds energy to the opposite of holiness uh, temporarily. Until he studies that same subject, again, for the right reasons, that the, the Torah itself uh, adds energy to the unholy. Now I'm going to continue on and discuss this same point about knowing where you're going regarding mitzvahs. We're on the page Chassis, uh, line 25. I'll just say it outside. Uh, regarding mitzvahs, it says that it's possible for a person to do the mitzvah honoring his father and mother, and yet the guy will end up in Gehenna. Why? Because he honors them in a way that he, he disgraces them. The, the Gemara gives the example of someone who, who his princess is his father, uh, pheasants, Two mice which have been fattened, but he does it with Panav Pushus Bakarka with his face in the ground. You know, he's doing a great thing. The Gemara says that it brings the opposite because it causes him to inherit Gehenim because he's disgracing his father, even though he's doing the mitzvah. But while he's doing the mitzvah, he's also disgracing his father. So that's an example of something you have to know where you're going. To climb the mountain of God, you have to know where you're going. So he's doing the right thing. 
but it ends up having the adverse effect. It doesn't think where he's going. It's about honoring his father. So if he, if he brings it to his father while he's insulting his father, like his face is down, like, oh man, here you go again. You want you want cottages, here you go. So so uh, uh, so is with all the mitzvahs, and the mitzvah has to be done with the right in the right way and for the rights for the sake of Hashem without any selfish motives. So besides knowing the routes to climb the mountain of Hashem, we said you have to know the route. Besides, you also have to know the nesivas. Nesivas means the small paths. What, what's the difference between knowing the route versus knowing the paths? The derech versus the nesivas. A derech is a paved road for everybody. That's a derech. Uh, a nesiv means a small little path. There's the road and there's the path. So the idea of knowing the paths to rise up on the mountain of God means to understand godliness. To understand godliness in a way that brings you to love and have reverence for Hashem. And by having that understanding that will motivate and generate those feelings of love and reverence for Hashem, that's how you're able, able to ascend the mountain of God. That's how your neshama is able to ascend the mountain of Hashem. But in order to get up the mountain of Hashem, you, are, you also have, to, you have some baggage with you. You have to take with you also your animal soul. That's the second condition. In mountain climbing, you have to be strong enough to climb. That means you have to carry something and be able to carry it and not be burdened by your burden, crouching under your burden. Like the Torah says about the donkey who's crouching under its burden. If you want to climb the mountain of Hashem, you have to be able to be strong enough to carry the burden. So that means that not only is your animal soul not stopping you, but that you're taking your animal soul with you. Uh, that doesn't explain the second condition here. It also talks about how you have to think about godliness in a way that's, that's, that is attractive for your animal soul. So your animal soul feels like this is good for me. And it's not just because Hashem said so, but that it's something that uh, you find meaning and personally and you consider it to be a beautiful thing to do because it's so amazing, because it's so wonderful. So you have to think about Tehra Mitzvah in a way that, that brings your animal soul with you. That's condition number two. To be strong enough to carry the burden, bring your animal soul with you. Condition number three in mountain climbing is to wear the appropriate clothing. That means that not only is your clothing that you're going to wear on this trip up the mountain not going to disturb you, but on the contrary, the clothing you'll wear is going to assist you. What's clothing? Clothing refers to our garments, our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Those are the, those are the garments of the soul. And there are two different elements in those garments. There is the energy in those letters, and the words we say, and the thoughts that we think, and there is the letters themselves. So the way to rectify uh, thoughts or words which have been said and which aren't, aren't uh, which leave much to be desired, let's say, is by putting positive energy in your service of Hashem, to love Hashem, to reverence for Hashem. So instead of having the negative energy you had before, you were saying all kinds of angry stuff or whatever, so to rectify the energy that went in the wrong direction, you need to have positive energy, love and reverence for Hashem, to go the other way. Um, so by thinking about the greatness of Hashem and giving birth through that meditation to love and reverence for Hashem, 
that's the, the, that produces the wings that allows your mitzvahs to ascend upwards. But that's only regarding the energy of the letters. Then there's the letters themselves. So in order to, to rectify the letters themselves, for them to be elevated, so Chassidah says that there's a Pasuk which, which talks about the, this rectification, the Pasuk is, uh, the wall of the daughter of Zion, let your, let your tears go down like a river. It means cry a lot. The cr- tears are produced by the brain being frakvetch. The brain experiences something that's so overwhelming that the brain is just frakvetch. The brain can, brain can handle it. So by thinking about how 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 you were separate from Hashem, and even though it was only temporarily, but nevertheless, it doesn't matter what happened the moment before or moment after. At that moment, you could have been connected with the essence of Hashem, and you were separate from Hashem. So that causes the heart and the mind to become farklemt and farkvetched. As farklemt the hearts and farkvetched the cup, that causes your heart to be irritated and your brain to be to be irritated. And that creates tears. And since you're unable to express that feeling in, in letters and the brain can't handle it, so this rectifies the letters themselves. In other words, you, the, the words themselves that you shouldn't have said or that you shouldn't have thought, the way to rectify them is by, the, the, um, by experiencing something that's beyond, beyond your mind. Your mind can't handle it. And this breaks the letters themselves, it breaks the wall. So we said that the water of Zion, let your tears flow down like a river. How do you break the wall of the letters themselves? It's not sufficient just to put energy in the right place. That's the way to rectify the energy being in the wrong places throughout love and reverence for Hashem. How do you rectify the letters themselves? That's through experiencing this, 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 this pain of the separation from Hashem in a way that's beyond letters, that letters can't express. And through this, you are able to um, break the wall, the wall of the opposite of holiness, and you're able to build the wall of the daughter of Zion. How do you build the water of Z- the daughter of Zion? It's through tears. The rest of the tries in home, folks. It's not in our generation. That's not something that we could really do successfully. This is just gonna, this is uh, not easy for everyone to do and, and still uh, maintain their... Uh, Equilibrium. Most people they go into this and they and they get depressed or whatever. But um, uh, it's only when you have these three conditions that you have the proper clothing, thoughts, speech, and action. You have the power. You have power to carry the burden, meaning that you're taking your animal soul with you instead of your animal soul bringing you down. And number three, you know the roads and you know the paths. Then you're able to enter and climb the mountain of Hashem. The same, a similar thing is discussed also about going up to Ganadin. Ganadin is also called the mountain of God. So just like a mountain, in simple sense, is inanimate, and you're climbing up something which is inanimate, as opposed to uh, a tree which itself uh, grows, but in, a mountain is inanimate, stays in the same place. So too, when we talk about climbing Ganadin, um, in order uh, to ascend in Ganadin itself from this world to Ganadin, there, the, the way to get there, you have to pass through a place called the River of Fire. And 
why you have to pass the river of fire? Because in order to enter Gan Eden, you have to leave all thoughts about this world. Doesn't mean you forget the people you love, but you, you forget the physicality. You're not into the physicality of stuff. And so by entering this river of fire, doesn't, I know it sounds like it's not so fun to go into the river of fire, but I don't think it's necessarily, um, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I, I don't uh, know exactly what the experience is in that river of fire, but the point of going to the river of fire is not to punish. It's in order to forget what you saw in this world. Um, so, so, so to within Ganeden itself, that's just to get from this world to Ganeden. To go up in Ganeden itself, um, from one level of Ganeden to a higher level of Ganeden, you also have to forget what you saw in the lower level of Ganeden. Your understanding or your appreciation for Ghana at the lower level of Ganadin is great, but it's a disturbance compared to the higher level of Ganadin you want to get to. So it's it's a good thing that you've achieved this, but again, you have to forget again where, where you've been in Ganadin to get to the higher level of Ghanadin. Like the, like the famous story about Rabzera. Rabzera had to fast 100 fasts, forget the Babylonian Talmud in order to learn the Jerusalem Talmud. Although Jerusalem, the Babylonian Talmud is also a good thing, it's Torah. But the Babylonian Talmud method of study is through darkness, through questions and answers, and only through darkness and questions to achieve, to understand a deeper appreciation of Torah. And that disturbs the Jerusalem Talmud, which is pure light. So to in Ganadin itself, to ascend from the low, lower level of Ganadin, the higher level of Ganadin, you need to have this river, you need to forget about what you saw in the lower level of Ganadin in order to get the revelation of the higher level of Ganadin. Is the, uh, Besides, the whole the whole court case that happens up above after 120 years before this forgetting situation or, or after, because um, I mean, if you forget everything down here, how do you represent yourself and defend yourself if you don't remember anything? I, um, I think it's afterwards. Um, I think it's afterwards because it says to get to Ghanaian. So, so um, I, 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 it doesn't, it's, it's not about um, the judgment, it's about getting to Ghanedin. I think it's after judgment. Uh, besides- I Just rely on Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Amen. <laughs> where lying in the Shimon Bar Yochai generation, we're heads of B.S. Mashiach, B.S. Mason, so we don't have to really worry about uh, the trips over there. The point really is, is a trip over here. How does how the mountain of Hashem, but anyways, Besides the river, there's something else. There's also an elevator. The elevator in Ganeden is called the Amut. Just like an Amut, just like a pillar in a house connects the floor with the roof, with the ceiling, rather. Um, so, too, um, the idea of, the, of this pillar in, in Ganeden uh, that connects one level to the other, um, what happens in this pillar is that the one who ascends uh, becomes one with the higher level. In other words, the, the meaning of the river is more about, it's a negative thing, to make you forget about where you were before. Um, the idea of the pillar is that the neshama uh, experiences bittel, um Okay, there's two kinds of bittel. There's a bittel that you're having by forgetting what you saw before. You're, you're losing your, your previous existence. And then there is becoming one with the new place you're going. 
um, the new place that you're going is also a place of bittul. It's also a place of devotion to Hashem. It's in Ganeidin, after all, right? But this new, this new um, level that you're reaching um, is a higher level of bittul. It's a higher, deeper level of bittul, deeper level of obligation for Hashem. So to become a vessel for the revelation of this new level of, of that you're going to, you have to become one with it. And, um, and therefore, there, there, there is a, a need for you to get into the zone of this higher level of bit. Um, and that's the meaning of this pillar. It's about uh, your existence being subsumed into this new level, this higher level. So this elevation of the river and the pillar uh, exists in every single level, in the thousands of levels within in Ganadin itself. Although it only mentions two levels in Ganadin, the lower level and the higher level of Ganadin, the truth is there is a multitude of levels in this infinite amount of levels. And that's the meaning of the three prayers we recite every day, that uh, because there are so many levels, uh, there, the, each prayer brings Neshama to a higher level. And after losing the level you were at before by forgetting the level you had before, then you're able to um, ascend to the higher level and then go on and on. And it says, no rest. They go from strength to strength. Always ascend. So the, the, the whole trip in Ganeidin depends on what we do in this world. The, the way the Neshama served Hashem in this world, that's the way the Neshama is elevated in Ganeidin. There are some souls that only merit to go to the lower, lower level of Ganadin. There's some neshamas that merit to go to the high level of Ganadin. And even those neshamas that merit to go to the high level of Ganadin, they have to travel through the lower level of Ganadin. And so to, and this is all, this is all to explain the, um, this whole long explanation we gave about this climbing mountain of a God, that's all in reference to the verse, I, I will walk among you, Hashem says, and that those words, I will walk, means two kinds of movement from below to above and below to above to below. So, so far, we all, we've only discussed going from a below to above, below to above in this world, the three conditions of climb the mountain of God, and within the Ganadin, how to travel from one level of Ganadin to a higher level of Ganadin. But then there is another kind of movement, which is not about us ascending upward to come closer to Hashem. Rather, it's above to below, which doesn't require any conditions. The Elyon, the one who is higher, is in the higher place. He knows the roads. He knows the paths. He's strong. That means in order to descend from above to below, unlike we said in the, in the, the um, parable, in the analog, we said that we have to, you have to be strong to climb the mountain of God. But if we're talking about Hashem's descent from above to below, Hashem, Revelation Gang is from above to below, there's no condition to be strong. The one who's there is strong. Um, The, there is a need to have strength because Hashem has to contract his light. Uh, so, so besides the fact that uh, there's not a, you don't need as much strength because you're not climbing, but you do need strength to contract the light, but he has strength. Also, garments don't matter so much when you're descending from above to below. And not only does it not matter from Hashem's perspective, he doesn't need any specific garments, but also from our perspective, it doesn't matter what we're wearing. 
to receive the revelation that's coming from above to below. Like, for example, when God gave us the Torah, that was a revelation from above to below. As it says in the Torah, God descended on Mount Sinai. So it didn't matter where, what level we were at, the revelation still happened. When we left Egypt, it says the people ran away. And in Tanya, the author explains, if we would have told the Pharaoh that we want to leave forever, he would have had to let us go. But the meaning of us running means that there was, there was friction. There was a part of us that wanted to stay. There's a part in us that was a Pharaoh-like part, part and says, hey, guys, why are you leaving Egypt? Egypt was great. So the meaning of us running away means that there's friction in leaving Egypt. So, so because our, of our bodies, because of our animal soul, we had to run away because part of us was saying stay. It was, it was, it was, the meaning of running away means that there's, there's friction. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's this wholesome feeling of let's go out of Egypt. There's part of you like, no, I don't want to go out of Egypt. <clears throat> so although we did Sphere Omer, and Sphere Omer is supposed to refine us and elevate us, nevertheless, the revelations that we experience from God to Torah are incomparably greater than whatever we could possibly accomplish in Sphere Omer. So it comes out that the whole revelation at Sinai, and we got the Torah, was from above to below. It didn't matter what level we were on. And this revelation caused, we got the Torah, caused that um, all of the impurity that was brought to the world through Adam and Chava was removed. And this revelation was in a way that we could hear God's voice coming from all directions. I am the Lord your God, coming from every direction. And there's also transformation that happened at that point. As... Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. There was Tchiyas Hamesim at that point, but that's not what they're saying here. They're saying also, we, we find what Tchiyas Hamesim that will happen at the resurrection of the dead is, is something that comes from above to below. It doesn't require any preparation on our part. That's why it says that every Jew will merit Tchiyas Hamesim. Except for those that are listed in the, in the Talmud, those that don't believe Tchiyas Hamesim. But every Jew merits Tchiyas Hamesim. It's not like a native with all these levels. But, but rather, every Jew has a share. Why? Because Tchiyas HaMesim is about the alien Yerid Lamata. It's about something divine descending on this world. And if it doesn't matter what level we're on, it just, just happens. That's the difference between the relation above to below and below to above. The below to above, you have to climb the mountain of God, you have to be strong, you have to write, write clothing, you have to know where you're going. Whereas, in order to refer to revelation that comes from above to below, like the revelation that happened at Mount Sinai, the revelation that happened with Shifu from in the resurrection of the dead, it doesn't matter what level we're on. That's just something that God gives us, whether we're ready or not. L'chaim, l'chaim. Great day, David. Great day, Reb Zev. Great day, 